Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The most wonderful time of year is finally here. NCAA March Madness Tournament. While we don't know who is going to be cutting down the nets at the end, we do know that there will be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of it all. Bet $4 on any underdog to win $256 if they win. It's just that simple, boys and girls. Turning $4 into $256 is 64 to 1 odds every dollar you bet could turn into $64. Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is just a simple $4 bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't your thing. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds on promotions such as golf, hockey, Major League Baseball, over-under win totals, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code THPN to turn four dollars into 256 dollars for a limited time only only at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older new jersey indiana pennsylvania only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT this is the grit and barrett podcast a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. Talking Hershey Bears, AHL hockey, and all the hockey news that matters to this hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Grit and Barrett podcast, episode number 10 of this season. We made it to double digits, everyone. Huzzah! We did it. I think. I think. But anyway, thank you to everyone for your downloads last week. Thank you to everyone who gave congratulations and congratulations all around. Thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network for bringing me in. There's still a lot of new and adjustments going on, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm still getting used to this as well. Um, Going through some, uh, <laughs> gone through some stuff this week, uh, mentally and just getting into the hockey podcast network and everything. So, just everyone, as I'm dealing with this, you as well, just ease with me, bear with me, pun not intended, in this whole transition into the hockey podcast network. All right, all right, on with the show. 
So this this past week, the Bears had two games set up this week: Friday night at Bingo and Sunday afternoon at three o'clock start against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And yeah, I Friday nights in Bingo, they've gone rather well this season. Sign me up for another go around, and I'm ready to go. And Wednesday night, the Binghamton Devils uh, welcomed the Orange Ghosts, known as the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, to the RJW Barnabas Hockey Hoose. And all was well, all was fine Wednesday night. Um, I'm just doing some things on my phone, and I check uh, Tony Tony Adirondacks, or Tony, Tony A. He's a f- follower of Inside AHL Hockey, ding. Dot com, I should say, and uh, noted Flyers and Phantoms fan, and I've got a few Flyers fans on my Twitter feed, said there's something going on at Binghamton. The The Phantoms are being escorted off the ice after the first intermission. Uh, that's not good. So I keep scrolling down a bit more, and the game has been suspended due to COVID protocols after one period. Oof. Oh boy. That's not good. Most likely what people are speculating is that um, a red flag or maybe a positive was popped uh, during some, I guess, pre- pre-game or game day screenings and they just didn't get the results back in time. And it was notified during the first intermission. Hey, 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 something happened. Get everyone out. We're done here. Shut her down. We're done. We're done. Everybody go home. We're done here. Sorry. We're done. And it made me wonder, well, is the is the Bears take on the Devils on Friday and the Phantoms on Sunday? Is this going to be an issue? Well, predictably, I should say, the game against the Bears and Devils on Friday was postponed, I think, to April 28th. I, I I should know that, but it's been postponed. <sighs> Figures. Corona Chan just had to go back to Newark. She just can't go away. She probably loved it there too much. Probably the giant screen in the middle of the arena. And she just had to go back and binge watch RuPaul's Drag Race, didn't she? Just had to. She loves that show. I don't know why. I don't know why. That not Not my... I don't know. So, the Bears and the Binghamton Devils Friday night did not happen. Oh, well. The Phantoms-Devils rematch Saturday uh, at the PPL Center didn't happen for obvious reasons. And I was beginning to wonder, oh boy, Bears-Phantoms Sunday afternoon. Is this game in any danger? Even though a lot of the danger seems to be more on the Devils' side. Is there some issue with the... Could the Phantoms be affected by this? Their weekend set of games? And it appears not. So it looks like the boys will be playing the Phantoms on Sunday afternoon. And, you know, and we play the Devils, I think, again on the 21st. And just... Let's just let all this flush through the system this week. I already had a few people asking me, "Is are the Bears and the Devils still going to play the 21st? Most likely. Let's just let it all flush through the system. 
let the virus work through, isolate who we have to, try contact tracing. Just, just, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Like, I have to tell my head when I'm trying to sleep. We're going to be fine. So the boys and the Phantoms went at it on Sunday, and we will get to that in a little bit. But big, big news out of the world of hockey on Wednesday. We go to Dateline, Bristol, Connecticut. Usually I'd save this for later in the podcast, but this is just, it's it's big stuff that I want to get out of the way now. And, oh, this is great. This was broke by uh, Chris Johnston, actually, Tuesday. And some people were were 100% this was actually a thing. But Wednesday made it official. Sources. NHL and ESPN reach a seven-year U.S. broadcast deal that will have the NHL return to ESPN next season, October 2021. Woohoo! Yes! Yes! All right! It's back, baby! It's coming back. Oh, the hockey show I loved in the 90s is coming back. It's all coming back once again. As long as we can keep the Zumba pants in the 90s, we'll be fine. But it's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. ESPN National Hockey Night. <laughs> Loved it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm getting excited. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Sorry, but I loved the NHL on ESPN. And some of you listening to this podcast, I'm willing to bet some of you do too. The docile tones of Gary Thorne and Bill Clement calling a big-time hockey game. The legendary... ESPN National Hockey Night theme. The graphics with the spinning hockey helmet. That may have to be modified for modern day standards. But hey. Hey, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So what does this uh, deal entail? Well, well, coming from NHL.com. The Walt Disney Company. Paraphrasing on here. Uh, ESPN and the National Hockey League have reached a historic innovative. Innovative it says. Seven year TV streaming media rights deal taking the partnership beginning with the 2021-2022 season, October, through the 27-28 season. So what this means is that ESPN, ESPN Plus, and ABC, and Hulu, uh, will be getting exclusive rights to a lot, a lot, well, almost all of the NHL's um, programming. Uh, ESPN will be... We'll be returning to live NHL action. They'll get 25 regular season games, 75 national uh, regular season games produced by ESPN. What I meant earlier was 25 games on either ESPN or NBC. This is from NHL.com. Half of the Stanley Cup finals on ESPN and ABC each season. Coverage annually of the NHL face-off opening week. The NHL All-Star Game Skills Competition plus NHL Special Events throughout the season, i.e. Winter Classic, Outdoor Games, etc., etc. Additionally, the NHL's out-of-market streaming package with more than 1,000 games will now be available for fans to stream only as part of the ESPN Plus subscription. In other words, say bye-bye to NHL TV. Thank goodness. The agreement includes highlight rights that will add coverage across ESPN's year-round news news programming da, 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 to coverage on the ESPN app, 
as long as international media rights, including Latin America, European, and parts of Europe in this deal. Woof. Ooh. That's a lot of goodness for everyone. A lot to unpack here. So, uh, 25 games on ABC and ESPN, which is good. I mean, I don't know if that means a Sunday afternoon game as... Um, NBC's been doing 75 regular season games produced by ESPN. That could mean ESPN, ESPN2, or whatever network of channels they get put on. Um, Hulu will get involved as well. Four out of the seven years, the Stanley Cup Finals will be on ESPN and NBC. Now, to me, boys and girls, that's the interesting part because ESPN also has the NBA, college basketball, and Major League Baseball um, rights as well, partial rights as well. So where are they going to fit the NHL into their calendar? Because they've got a lot of hoops they got to get through. Plus, I love that they that they are saying, yeah, we'll put out um, NHL's opening night. We'll gladly do that. Uh, teacher, isn't that in the middle of college football and football season? Because remember, boys and girls, when we get back to the regular season format, the usual format in October, and we will, mid-October, that is prime college football season. That is the heart of daily football ops at ESPN. I mean, I I should know with the four-letter network. I mean, I do. Football is one of my my loves, sports loves. But it's going to be hard for ESPN to find a way to wedge it in there. Well, what does that matter? Just just find a night and just put it on there. It can be Wednesday or Tuesday. It doesn't matter. Well, it, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, let's just say hypothetically the Capitals win the Stanley Cup this year. Oh, God. Caps chirp and hockey troll would be insufferable. Anyway, no, no, no. I'd be happy for them. I would. Anyway, anyway. Let's say the Capitals win the Stanley Cup. And it would be on Wednesday or Thursday night that they would put their opening nights on. Now, Wednesday, Thursday night during the football season, Wednesday night, eh, you're interrupting some uh, uh, action, some mid-Atlantic college football. Thursday night, well, that's that's NFL Network or CBS uh, football night the lovely thursday night football which every player loves and then comes fridays i mean fridays yeah you could but once you get into saturday saturday is all day every hour up at 9 a.m college football and college game days so where are you gonna find room to promote hockey in october november bowl season and I brought this up on the Hockey Podcast Network chat as well. I mean, they said all of the NHL special events, that's Winter Classic. Giddy up. So ESPN is pretty much 90% exclusive to the college football bowls, including the college football playoff. So will they still have that Sunday afternoon for the Winter Classic? Because NBC did a really good job of carving their their name into the New Year's Day of 
of sports events. And the guys brought up, well, the Rose Bowl doesn't start until 5 o'clock. You could do it then on ABC. In theory, yes, you could. So that's just my head that that where is all this going to fall in ESPN's kaleidoscope realm of sports? I mean, I'm happy for it. I really am. But it also says part of the media deals, which means there could be another network or a third dance partner that's going to come in. And we will see how this shakes out over the months as well. And let me just tie a little bow on this before we move on. Why ESPN, some of you ask? You know, it, it, NBC and NHL have done reasonably well since the big divorce of the NHL and ESPN back in 2003 or four. So why ESPN, you ask? Well... NBC Sports Network is done at the end of the year. They'll get through the Olympics, and then after the Olympics, they're just slowly going to fade into the ether. Well, ESPN is more exposure. Period. Dot. End of story. Well, they're on NBCSN. Isn't that enough? No. No, it's not. Because when the world gets right, and we're slowly getting there, what what's on every hotel room? Gym and airport. What's on? Okay, CNN. Okay, Weather Channel. ESPN. When you get on the treadmill, besides CNN, it's ESPN. Bam. Right there in front of you. There is eyes. There is exposure. That's what you want. Does it mean that the games are always going to be on? No. ESPN, no. But they'll be on their streaming services. They'll be on, they could get a game kick to plus. ESPN plus is part of Hulu, part of the Disney plus conglomerate. So there's more exposure there. A chance for more eyeballs on your product. Everybody has ESPN. Not everybody has NBCSN. And as I've heard from other sports podcasts this week, NBCSN was nothing more than a niche sports channel. You could argue hockey, hockey was that, but after hockey, what did they have? Horse racing, BMX, IndyCar, um, F1, if that's still a thing, uh, the the IRL, if that's still a thing, you know, whatever else anybody wanted to put on there, just really, really niche sports. And if, if the NHL was the top thing there, but when after your broadcast, if you have to sell professional bull riding, yeah, nobody's sticking around for that. At least on ESPN, when they're done, they can give you, say, hey, after coverage of Sabres and Penguins, it's Clippers and Warriors up next on ESPN2. So this will be better for everyone. And ESPN knows its audience. Because the next day, that Thursday, they announced that the legendary... ESPN National Hockey Night theme is re- returning. The oh, that's coming back. Mm, mm. Love hearing that. Gives me chills when I hear it. And go Google it, boys and girls. Go to YouTube. Look up the ESPN intros from the '90s. My own personal game two from the 1994 Stanley Cup Finals, uh, Rangers and Nordiques. Go look that up. Gary Thorne has expressed interest in coming back because his contract uh, 
with the Orioles and broadcasting their games has run out. Oh, he's such a good sport. Love Gary Thorne. So, yeah, plus Stephen A. gave it their blessing on a Friday. If that's your thing. And that's also that as well. Stephen A. show, Get Up, is going to reference more NHL stuff. And NHL on Get Up, that's what's on more gyms and stuff. Everybody, that that's what I'm getting at. More exposure is a good thing. So NHL, ESPN, great to have you boys back. So we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with the recap of Bears Phantoms on a Sunday afternoon. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast. Calling all Jets fans and foodies. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon Rewicki, the host of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Look, if you love Jets hockey, this is the place for you. In-depth breakdowns from every game, a deep dive into the big plays and moments from Winnipeg's season, and all the Jets talk you will not find anywhere else. We got it for you on Skates and Plates. Plus, if you love carbs and everything tasty, we jump into the world of food as well. Once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, Jets, food, drink, everything good in life. It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. I will always give love to the boys and players out there in Manitoba. So putting a Winnipeg Jets podcast promo on here, I'm okay with that. Also, there's another reason. Oh, not because of the Winnipeg Jets. It's their farm club, the Manitoba Moose. That angry moose with the Winnipeg Jet Blue. Chef's kisses all around. Absolutely beautiful. So we're back here on the podcast this week. It's time for a little bit of a game recap as the boys had only one game this week. I know, sad for me, but I was there, ladies and gentlemen. And as the boys took on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, 3 o'clock start there in the afternoon here in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And this one was a little bit uh, better this time. I know last week I was very, very solemn and kind of down on how me going back to Giant Center wasn't nearly as emotionally fulfilling as I would like to it have been. But, but, this time it felt a little bit better. There were some more fans in the stands. There was more phantoms and flyers. There was a healthy smattering of Flyers Orange in the arena. And it felt more energetic. It felt vibrant. I felt more alive. And I sat in 101 this time, which had a really good view of everything being set up. Uh, 201's great. 101's just a little bit better. So, game on. As we were there for a 3 o'clock start. Now this is more like it. 3 o'clock, I'm okay with this. If we go to 3 o'clock starts after this whole pandemic thing blows by, I'd be okay with this. I'm okay with this. So we start things off early as the Bears are able to get on the board. 90 seconds in. Damian Riott from the high slot. He scores! 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You dirty riot. You dirty, dirty riot. Or riot. Or riot. Maybe if he scores more, I can get work on a bit more. But Damian Riot, good, healthy prospect. Get him getting on the board, and it's one nothing Hershey early. All right. Taking it to the Phantoms once again. Oh, my God, to two-on-one the other way. Across over to Forrester, and he scores. Forrester's home for imaginary goals. Strikes once again. For all of you who get that reference, I love you. And the Phantoms quickly tied up. Okay. Okay. It's going to be one of those. It's it's the Phantoms. Okay, okay. Breakaway goals. They're fine. I'm okay with this. So we get a couple of penalties early. Two penalties early for the boys. It's going to be one of those nights, isn't it? And the Phantoms go to work on the power play. Just get some real nice crisp passing over and down low on the circle. Fires up to Derek Pouliot, who grips and rips it from the circles. He scores on Fuseli. Fuseli has two goals scored on him for the first time this season. Just a really nice power shot from the circles that beats him glove side. Huh. <sighs> 2-1 Phantoms. Okay. Fine. Okay. This is not... Okay, okay. We can handle this. We can handle this. But as we go on... Near the end of the period, a hooking call against the Bears. Three. Three penalties. Ah, ah, ah. And as the boys, the, the boys work on this power play a bit better, get the puck out of the zone. They're quick to lose pucks. And then here comes AJ right over, cross checks a guy right in the back. AJ, what are you doing? What are you freaking doing? I love the intensity, AJ. I know this is Lehigh, and we got to smack him around and beat him up. No. No. That. No. That. Go think about what you've done. And now it's a five-on-three with about 50-plus seconds of five-on-three time, and it's near the end of the period. You can't give the Phantoms this. And they get set up, and they just keep passing on the circles, Passing, they're bringing it in. Oh, look what you're supposed to be doing on a five-on-three. They just bring the puck in, looking back up to the point. Power shot down in front. Ryan Fitzgerald bats it in on the rebound. Big, fat rebound. Big, fat goal. That's all for the first period. The score, Hershey 1, Phantoms 3. Two power play goals and a two-on-one breakaway goal. 
yeah. Yeah. You can't give these phantoms time and space. You can't give these guys speed and room to maneuver. I keep saying this about the phantoms. And now that I've watched them for about five or six games, these these guys are young and they are fast. And what they want to do, they want to run and gun. They want to boat race you because they know they're faster. They have a younger squad. Do they have some nice veteran shooters? Sure. Cal O'Reilly, Derek Pouliot, over around Payton in the butt? Yeah. But they got some good young guns that are coming up. Wiley, Wisdom. Um, oh, God, my brain. Uh, Fitzgerald, as we just talked about. And one other guy we're going to talk about as well. These are not known names. Even the hardcore Flyers fans aren't going to know who these guys are. But they know. They know. And they've seen this year with the Flyers. That Corona Chun can strike and give them an open door to South Philadelphia. These guys know that with this system, if they do play hard enough, they will get time in South Philly. Especially with the way this season's going. And all they got to do is buy their time here and play hard. Well, isn't that what everyone else is supposed to do? Yes. But sometimes it takes a while for prospects to buy into that. Sometimes you're in organizations that are never going to give you a chance. But they know that their door to South Philadelphia is opening. And all they got to do is put in the time here. Just look what happened in the past bump a crop. Nick Anque Kubel, Corbin Knight, Colin McDonald, Travis Kunetke, Shane Gostisbehere, Sam Morin. Guys who who grinded their teeth in Lehigh for two or three years or either have a, have a good chance that, that, A, they made it up to Philly or there's going to be a team that's going to pay them elsewhere. So do not take these fandoms lightly. The days of us beating up on Lehigh is over. It's been over for quite some time. So we can't take these guys for granted. We got to take it to these guys. And into the second, Lehigh just keeps pressuring again and again. And I'm watching the Bears. Stretch passes. Puck's getting clogged up in the neutral zone. I mean, sure, Joe Snively was able to to strip a puck from a guy, stick lift, yoink, and skate into the zone and try to spin backhand on Zane McIntyre, but Zane McIntyre went, nope, and just shoved it right away. After that first goal, that poor boy didn't have to work because the Phantoms knew that, especially with the Bears, you clog up the middle and just give them the outside, you're fine. And that's what happened. Later on in the fourth, some guy named Allison? Allison. Allison? Okay. Just comes into the circle and rips one. Ping, ping! Upper corn, both top corners, and it falls behind the line. And he does the kneeling bow and arrow slide behind the back of the goal. It's his first professional goal. I'll let it slide. Phantoms 4. Bears one. Oh boy. The Phantoms have four goals on 12 shots against Zach Fusaley, who hasn't been pulled. He's staying out there, and that's the right thing to do. But don't tell Bears fans that, because the immediately next save that Zach Fusaley made, I heard the, 
Yay! He made a save. Excuse you? Excuse you. First off, I should be happy by this because Bears fans complaining about a goalie, hockey's healing. But that aside, and in, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be that guy right now. This was not on Zach Fusaley at all. This man, Bears fans, came out and gave you 59 minutes of back-to-back shutout action for the past two weeks. And then the next week, he has a bad night. Two-on-one, five-on-three. A power play goal that was a grip it and rip it from Derek Pouliot and a really nice snipe. And you want a Bronx cheer that man? How dare you? Listen to me. There's no reason Zach Fuseli should be getting that kind of crap. This isn't um, Justin Peters giving up five-plus goals in three straight games. This isn't David Leggio struggling throughout the entire month of February, except in Bridgeport. This isn't Joe Canada 2018 vintage. No. No. So to the Bears fans who want to give him the old Bronx cheer because he made a save, get in the bin, as my UK friends would say. These four goals were not his fault, undeserved, and get out of here with that stuff. This is why we get made fun of at times. The arrogance of some fans at Giant Center to give the old Bronx cheer to Zach Fusaley, who did not deserve it at all. Into the third, we went still down 4-1, to one, and I could just feel it. I'm there in 201, looking at my phone, scrolling. Garrett, uh, Garrett Pilon throws a bad hit that sends the Phantoms into the board. Dear Lord, we're taking more unnecessary penalties. Seven penalties against the Bears in this game. The Phantoms cashed in on two of them. And although there was a scary moment where Wiley took a puck to the face on a power play, winds, power shots, rides up the stick, and boom, right in the jaw. Headshot, as the kids in Call of Duty would say, and he goes down. Lots of blood, not getting up. It's bad when you have the Zane McIntyre, the goalie, going, get over here! Get the trainer! Over here! And as much as I yelled at Bears fans about 45 seconds ago, what did what did everyone do? Stayed silent. You let the trainer do his work. Wiley got back up with a towel to his face, dripping blood. And applause all around for him. Because that's what you do, boys and girls. You may not like the other team, but you applaud when a player who appears to have gotten hurt gets off the ice. Because that's what you do. Anyway, I'm frothy today, aren't I? But anyway, the minutes just tick down and down. The Phantoms sit on this lead, and why shouldn't they? They clog up the middle. The Bears can't get anything going. Barely get the puck set up. Zane McIntyre made saves when he had to. Phantoms four. Bears one. Home winning streak's done. Dang it. But you know what I'm going to say about all this? There's a simple answer for this, boys and girls. You might expect me to rant and rave and say what was wrong with all this. But no, no, I'm not going to do that. All I'm going to say is an easy answer to this, boys and girls. Not our night. Hmm? 
It's as simple as that. As Wiley e. Coyote once said, not our night. It's as simple as that. One bad day, one bad game. So you know what you say? You get them next time because you're going to have plenty of opportunities on the road over the next month. Though fast fact, the Phantoms don't come back to the Giant Center until late April. Yeah. Yeah. Let that sink in for a second. We're probably we're we're due for a lot of games up against Wilkesbury soon. We've seen a lot of Binghamton and Phantoms lately. We should be getting a good round of uh Wilkesbury Scranton up here soon. So unfortunately, one game this week and it was a loss. Oh well, we'll get them next time. I'm sure we will. Next weekend, the boys on Friday, we're going to try this again. We're going to go back out to the RJW Barnabas Hockey Hoose there in Newark. And we will see if we can get a Friday night in Binghamton yet again. And we'll be back at it on Sunday as the boys will take on the Binghamton Devils. 3 o'clock start, I think, at Giant Center, of course. Head out there if you can, if that's your thing. So, the Bears now sit in third place, third place in the North. Amazing what one loss does to you. As the Phantoms are in first place, 727 win percentage, 7-2 and 2, followed by Utica, 6-2-0 and 1 at 722, then the Bears, then the Rochester Americans at 6-3-0 and 1 for 650. Wilkes-Barre Scranton at 53211 53211 uh with 591 the Syracuse Crunch at 451 at 450 and the Binghamton Devils at 2521 good for 350 So that was a look at the Bears and a little bit of an AHL roundup we're going to take one more short break on the Grit and Barrett podcast Hello, hello, hockey fans. My name is Nick Berlansky, host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My co-host, Nick Horwat and I talk all things Pittsburgh Penguins, from top news to game analysis and other unconventional hockey talk. We've got you covered. New episodes every Monday. Tune in at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcast from. And let's go Pens. Did I really just play a promo about the Pittsburgh Penguins on a Hershey Bears podcast? Yes. Yes, I did. For two reasons. One, I'm a Yinzer. And two, this is my stupid podcast, so shut up. (laughs) So let's move on, shall we? Let's move on before I insult any more of the fan base than I already have. It's time for all the hockey news that matters to this hack as we take a nice little look around the league. And we go to the lovely Twitter Twitter sphere for this uh, from Patrick Williams, friend of the podcast. Uh, This was tweeted out on Tuesday, if I'm correct. AHL fans circle Friday, October 15th as opening night for the 2021-2022 season. 
There is an asterisk beside October 15th. As with everything else this past year, we should consider that date to be tentative. But that is the plan as of now, pandemic permitting. Yes! Yes! So, that is a tentative start date. Of course, pandemic permitting and all that. Um, as somebody asked down the line, and fans, question mark, and 31 team participation. And according to that, to as Patrick responded to, that is the plan. All 31 teams, Palm Springs is getting delayed by a year. Palm Springs would have been the Seattle Kraken's AHL affiliate. They're getting a year pushback because of the whole pandemic thing. Great to see that we have a starting line for next season already. October 15th, I'll be ready to go, which should also mean season two of the Grit and Barrett podcast will be debuting October 1st. Just saying. <clears throat> so that that's great news to hear, as of tentatively from the AHL. Uh, Mid-October sounds about right. Gives them a little bit of extra time with a uh, expedited and shortened season due to the Olympics, late-ending season, and blah, 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 blah. But it'll be good to have everybody up and running, not to mention a certain team down there in South Carolina, no, in North Carolina, that has something very, very important to us, Hershey Bears. Yes. And it will be time for us to bring the legendary Silver Chalice back home. <laughs> Sorry, I channeled my inner Megatron on that one. You guys know what I mean. So we also move to uh, Dateline, South Carolina. The Stingrays. A little bit ECHL action for everyone. Uh, Caleb Herbert and Malatesta were both sent back down to South Carolina uh, with the roster maelstrom with the Capitals kind of calming down with Corona Chun done with Washington, hopefully. And their guys getting healthy. I think Lars Eller finally got back into the lineup after taking a night off for family issues. And uh, some guys... Uh, healing on the defensive core with Washington. Things have really settled down with the Bears. So Caleb Herbert and Malatesta got sent back down to South Carolina. And once you know it, first game, Caleb Herbert is back. He scores a goal for South Carolina. Ha <laughs> ha, ECHL. Good for the boys to go down and get some training time and do what they do best down there in the Stingrays. Go get them, Stingrays. Hope everything's going well with them since we kind of jacked up their roster a little bit with all the call-ups we had. We also go to Dateline ECHL as the Maine Mariners announced their home opener for the 2021-2022 season as two teams who backed out of the shortened ECHL season. The Maine Mariners, affiliates of the... Why don't they have it on here? All right, think. Maine Mariners, affiliates of, it's not the Islanders. Oh, the New York Rangers, sorry, will be hosting the Wusta Railers, dead serious, at Blue Cross Arena up there in Portland, Maine on October 22nd. Uh, Wusta Railers are the Islanders Farm Club, and so basically the Rangers and Islanders Farm Club will be getting back underway. Really good to see this as the teams that did not participate in the ECHL this year are already setting tentative dates for the next season as well and kind of getting their uh, little proverbial ducks in a row. So ECHL, get back up and running. Reading, 
I'm waiting for stuff out of you too. So maybe a week later for the ECHL might be the weekend of the 21st and 22nd for them. How ironic. October 21st and 22nd is the opening weekend for the ECHL for the 2021-2022 season. Ha <laughs> ha! How awkward. Anyway, good on you, Portland. Hope more teams get in on this as well. 20 seconds left. Wow, the warning already? Okay. Well, that's actually going to wrap it up for us around the... Uh, oh, oh, you want me to go down some of the standings? Okay. All right, we'll do one last uh, standings roundup before we uh, before we close up shop here. Uh, in the three-team Atlantic, it's led by who else? The Providence Bruins at 9-2-1. and one. Hartford at 3-5. and five, And Bridgeport at 2-6. and six. Uh, Let me see here. Stupid laptop. Uh, the Stockton Heat lead the Canadian division, the Stockton Heat of Calgary, I should say, at 8-3, and three, Laval, Toronto, Manitoba, and then Belleville. Belleville sitting at, ugh, 2-7. The Central Division belongs to, again, stupid laptop, belongs to the Chicago Wolves at 10-2-0-1, the Texas Stars and the Grand Rapids Griffins, the Cleveland Monsters, the Rockford Ice Hogs, and then the Iowa Wild at 3-7-2 for 3-33 on the season. Oof, Iowa. They were still good a year ago. But still number one in all the length, the Henderson Silver Knights at 10-2, followed by Bakersfield, San Jose, San Diego, the Tucson Roadrunners at an even 500, the Colorado Eagles, and then the Ontario Reign at 3-10-2. LA Kings, call your office. So a little bit of a quick roundup there. As right now, your division leaders are the Henderson Silver Knights, the Chicago Wolves, the Stockton Heat, the Providence Bruins, and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Anyway, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Grit and Barrett podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for your times, your listens, and your downloads this week. Thank you to everyone who has listened and dealing with me in this transition. It's a bit of an adjustment for me been going through a lot this past week but thank you to everyone who has listened and put time in on this we've been the third most listened to on the hockey podcast network not that that means anything but just a nice little benchmark for me and it shows not just me but a lot of faith that a lot of you have in me for doing in this podcast so thank you to everyone who's been with me on this throughout the way thank you very much i mean it so thank you once again We'll be back next week with more Bears action and a programming note. Uh, at the end of the month, the episode is going to drop either Tuesday or Wednesday because I will be covering a weekend shift at my job. So I won't be able to do the usual over-the-weekend broadcasting. I will have to broadcast the show on Monday or Monday night. So just giving everybody warning. Just some just some work stuff comes into play. This is only about one of two times this will happen, so I'll give you guys fair warning. Have a great week, everyone. Remember, Bears play Friday night. Next Sunday, practice is at Tuesday at 10 a.m., and above all else, go Bears. We'll catch you next time. That's the end of the game. Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.